Hey, Shay, what's up? <laughs> Shay, what's up? It's kind of quiet. It is kind of quiet. What up, what up, what up? It's Primetime Tess. What's good? It's your girl, King Shay. We are the Think Before We Speak the Bay Podcast. It's episode 72. 72. Oh, Shit. Is that ah. getting Ready? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Well, I, I cried it, out 50th episode. No, you probably cried out 10th. Wow, but it's one of them. Neither here or there. <laughs> I think you did cry out 50th. I think I don't it was know. 50th. Yeah, that was, that was a moment. That was a moment. What's <laughs> up with you? How was your week? Same. Same. Don't do nothing. I've been in the house. Can you tell the people why you've been in the house? I've been in the house because I got my butt done. Oh, damn. You said it like that. Yeah, Sheesh. You know. Okay. I didn't know you was going to say it like that. <laughs> got my butt done. Okay. 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 So, so it's like, you know what's crazy? I've been in the house because i just been sitting there looking like, how did these females do it? <laughs> It's it's crazy. Like I'm thinking, I'm about to be back out in two three weeks. Hell no, I'm on my ass, literally. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. When you first said that you was doing it, and you was like, "Yeah, I'll be back home." I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, Shay. Shay. I know you're strong. I know you got it in you, but sheesh, man, my back still. I, man, it's struggling. Mm. Can I chime in? Oh, well, I was gonna introduce you, and I, I ain't gonna lie. I had a, I had a quite an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? We get straight into it. Introduce me and then I want to One, of, one okay. of the most prestigious voices at the DMV. <laughs> She's been doing her thing for so, so, so long. My big sis. Woo! And the new social media manager of Facebook for business. Yes. I said it right? Uh, yes. I know that's And right. I'm not going to lie to y'all. You know, I come in here and just kick shit, but I took notes for this one. <laughs> Had to come correct. This this sis right here. Everybody put your hands together. Miss Raven Paris. Woo. Woo. We ain't got no hands. We still coming along. So yeah, we, was, we no. still we got the sound effect board and shit. <laughs> no, that was a great introduction. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me come on. Episode 72. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Like, that's consistency. Yeah. That's a lot of hard work. So shout mm-hmm. out to y'all. Yeah. yeah. But I couldn't wait. I had to chime in because. Yeah, go ahead. Do your thing. What made you want to go and get the booty done? So, you know what's crazy? That's everybody asks me. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm going to be honest. I ain't like how I was looking at my clothes. Mm-hmm. So, that for, that was for me. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. for me. So, mm-hmm. that was my big, yeah, right there. Big, biggest reason. Yeah, my biggest reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not doing it again. You got to keep doing it? So, did um, you get, like, the BBL or did you just get, like, what's the process? I got the BBL. So, the BBL is 360 lipo. So, okay. your stomach, your back, your sides, mm-hmm. and it inject it into your butt your and your hips mm-hmm. and everything. Um, yeah, people, <laughs> man, people do rounds of them. Like, wow. just keep doing I'm not doing that shit again. I'm sorry. No, I'm surprised. I'm you got it done a week ago? No, I got it done August the 26th. I'm coming okay, okay. So you're recovering. You're yeah, doing I'm recovering. I love how Raven is like still yeah. her interview bag. I love yeah. it. I love it. I'm going to let you go. I shit, fuck it. Yeah, I'm but. still recovering. I, I went, I'm not doing it again. The first two days was hell. And even the other weeks, it's kind of hell too. Like my back still, it feel like I still, I don't know. Just imagine getting stabbed for an hour and 30 minutes. 
Wait, you feel it? Yeah, they sometimes put you to sleep, they right? put you to sleep. They put you to sleep, but when you wake up, you feel it. You feel all of it. I won't like, be honest with you. I saw like three people experience it and they're like crying. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of like blood and liquids. And yeah. it's, well, I know actually now four people. Now you're my fifth person. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I know it's a lot of people that's doing it. And I say more so do it because of you. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like I wanted to feel comfortable in my clothes. Don't do it because we are scrolling our social yep. media and this is what your body's supposed to look like. Like, because yeah. it's also making the normal girls feel like, damn, like, mm-hmm. are we supposed to get this done so we can, you know, mm-hmm. fit in or be liked or be right, valued? Right. And, and you know what's crazy? Not- I was, I'd be looking through comments and whatever. They got this thing called um, BBL pictures. Okay. BBL posts. So, don't you know how, it's like. It's a page? No. It's like a saying. So, say, like, when you go on Fashion Nova or Pretty Little Things mm-hmm. and everything. Every female it's that's got the on, same shape. It's got the shape, same yep. shape. So, people be like, well. The clothes is cute. Do it come with the body. Yeah. So it's just like people are already like attaching it. Uh, yeah. Like that's that go to mm-hmm. look. Yeah. Well, right. I'm proud of yeah. you. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I ain't gonna lie. I'm learning something new. I didn't know that it was like different rounds. I thought it was just like a one. No. Time I thing. mean, it, it's a one thing, a time thing for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes people, people aren't happy done. with yeah. their results. And people right? get carried oh, away wow. with surgery also. Yeah. Wow. So um, that's a. You can say that's an addiction, but not for me. I'm sorry. And I also think it boils down to, I, we all have secure insecurities, but if you're trying to change literally everything, it's also like you you hate mm-hmm. yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and you're really trying yeah. to like redo everything. Yeah. So I think one thing cool, you wanted to change that up. But if you're literally going back for more no. and more, yeah. it's something deeper and surgery ain't going to do that. Yeah, it's that's a soul internal. situation. Hello? Yeah, mm. that's a soul situation. And I'm going to honestly say I did as much research as I thought I did, but I was not prepared at all. It's like, um, I'm not going to say the surgery center or the doctor, but yeah. I didn't meet my doctor till the day of surgery. Okay. So like pre-op and post, I mean, um, aftercare, mm-hmm. I'm meeting nurses and everything. Like, no, I want to talk to my doctor, this, that, and the mm-hmm. third. It was just like a bing, bang, bang, bop. Next thing you know, I'm being rolled out in the, I'm like, the hell? I feel yeah. like this like a, uh, what it's they, happening too quick. It's too quick. So yeah. it's like, you know. But so what would three tips be? Sorry, this is my last question. No, you're good, you're good. <laughs> so what would three questions be to anyone who is thinking about getting this procedure done? What would you say? Um, three questions. Or three three things you could tell them to, you know, be prepared for this. Um, uh, listen, money. Mm-hmm. Make sure you stack your money. You know, I've been out of work for a month. Mm. I'm good. Thanks to my my guy friend, my yeah. boyfriend. Shout out to him and my mom. Yeah. Definitely money. Research, um, previous care and aftercare. Aftercare is just as much expensive. Mm-hmm. The massages, they add up. Yeah. And um, just don't rush the process. Like, just, if you're going to do it, just chill. Mm-hmm. Just chill. Mm-hmm. I love that. Just Good chill. advice. Yeah. All right, wow. swing it back to y'all. Okay, all right, all right, look. <laughs> we was great anyway. No, no, that was great. That was great. That was great. That's what you do, though. Um, can you can you tell us where it started from? Yeah. Can so you start from the beginning? The very beginning, I started in 2015. <clears throat> um, I started Love the Culture Radio by myself at WPB, mm. okay. which was an internet radio station. It was owned by Frank Johnson during mm. the time, April and Frank. So I started by myself, um, and then I would say... Based on like how I branded myself, how I marketed myself and utilized social media, mm-hmm. that started opening up opportunities for me. I started doing like seminars and concerts. I had the DMA, which was the DMV Media Alliance. So I had brought all PRs together, videographers, photographers, radio producers, um, just like the industry to bring them together and create like a alliance for artists, right? Mm-hmm. So 
once I started doing that, people started learning more about like who I am, what I do, mm-hmm. and then like more so, who is this girl? Because I yeah. didn't go to school for this. I just came up into the industry. I was cute, and they. I was beyond just my looks. And I mm-hmm. think that's what like kind of got people and that's what made mm-hmm. them stick. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I started interviewing a lot of people that had their first interviews like uh, Takeo Bang, Tato, mm-hmm. Tess, um, mm-hmm. then uh, Sha uh, Money. This okay. was during the time when Sha okay. Money was beefing with Scooter. Yeah. And Sha oh, Money had actually right. came up with the bird <laughs> flu dance. So <laughs> they when they first had started beefing, shout out to Scooter, Literally, he talked about it on my outlet. So that was the first interview that really like mm. popped and made people start listening to me. Okay. And um, then after that, I needed some co-hosts. So I say like that next year, that's when I had put out uh, audition tape. That's when I got Jay Hill and TK on board. Okay. And then that's when I re- really started like doing something for the city. I feel mm-hmm. like, and then based on how I branded that radio show, then I got opportunities for like DTLR radio. Mm-hmm. And then from DTLR, I got hired by 92Q. Mm-hmm. And then at the 92Q. I started working with uh, TMZ in New York, and mm-hmm. I feel like that started like a pivot in like my my journey. Okay. I got isolated, I got removed from the city, and it forced me to tap into something else that was more than what I was used to doing. Okay, like actually having to know about politics, sports. Uh, entertainment, a little bit of everything that's going on in the world. That was mm-hmm. my job. That was my duty. So every day I had to go find celebrities, talk to them, and just make sure I knew what I was talking about. Um, so being out there in New York, I was very lonely. It was mm-hmm. a dark moment for me, but also a very exciting moment all at the same time right. that I had to experience, I feel like. And then once that situation um, ended, <clears throat> I came back home, and then I started being, like, full-time on 92Q again. Mm-hmm. And then we had this pandemic. So the pandemic continued to allow, like, my, my pivot and my journey. Because along these four or five years, I've always consulted with business owners. I've always helped them because people knew me from social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so they want, they always ask opinions, like, how did I market myself, how I brand myself, et cetera. So I, cons- I started consulting about four or five years ago. But mm-hmm. during the pandemic, I really got to do things that I used to push off when I had events. So I was doing this, I was doing that. So that's when I created the Game Changer, Startup Kit to Become a Sustainable Entrepreneur. I was about to ask that. Yeah. that. Yes. <laughs> she so, and everything. Yeah. This is kind of like how the pivot happened, right? It allowed us to be still and it allowed me to create, to create this book. But mm-hmm. during the book, well, during the process of this pandemic, I was doing like virtual classes, but I was taking out chapters of my book that was not released yet okay. just to test it out to see is people if really right. learning from it. Mm-hmm. So so um, based on the feedback and stuff I was getting from my classes, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, bad. this is good. I can get ready now to push out a book. So then right. I did the campaign for the right. book, released the book, and now we're sold over like 400 books. We're in like 18 states now. I write down the states as I get new orders, like 18 states. Mm-hmm. And um, on top of that, I started like now shifting towards like educating. So like over the summer, I got to teach. Shout out to the Yes program. Mm-hmm. And we were like teaching different they are high schoolers who are mm-hmm. like building, developing their businesses. Mm-hmm. And now I am the, like you said, the social, social media, media manager for Facebook yeah. for business. So yeah. in a process of me like 
uh, helping entrepreneurs with their brand and marketing. I also do social media managing. So that's what I was already doing on a smaller scale for small businesses. Mm -hmm. But once I got this opportunity to do it for now, this bigger business is like, Ray, this is what you already Probably do. the biggest one, right? Yeah. So <laughs> on top of that, I'm the social media manager for Facebook. And I'm also mm -hmm. the social media manager for YouTube, which is a program under John Hopkins. Okay. So that's more so now like my focus Social media managing, marketing, branding, okay. and still using my voice when I can. So I still host, yeah. but I step back from radio. Okay. And I was about to ask you about, um, like, the 92Q situation. Mm -hmm. Like, was it, like, what made you fall back? Was it just, like, getting too busy? So I'm technically still hired by 92Q. Okay. I oh, haven't, okay. Yeah, yeah. I have not, like, quit or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, I just think when, well, when the pandemic happened, a lot of, like, the part-timers, we, none of us got scheduled. They only oh, had the full-timers right. that was inside the studio. Right. So I'm still doing write-ups. Like, you still go on the website, you'll still see write-ups and interviews mm -hmm. and stuff that I do mm -hmm. on the site. I just mm -hmm. haven't really been in the Physically. studio. Yeah. But right. I had started a morning show. It was me, Jay Hill, and TK. We had the Morning Source, which mm -hmm. is on 1500, 1500. Radio. Yep. Yeah, yep. so we had started that back up um, in the end of July, I believe. So once Jay Hill said he was going to move to Atlanta, originally he was thinking about us doing the remote, but by me getting my new position, with Facebook and me starting it with John Hopkins and me just already having like my personal business stuff that I do for like my mm -hmm. clients I was like let me just step back and focus on this avenue to really master this because I already know radio I've been on radio since mm -hmm. now 2015 mm -hmm. radio ain't going nowhere right. so that's kind of like how that happened was it a I'm gonna let you go my bad I'm just excited <laughs> um, was it bittersweet to like leave 1500 again with Chicole, because you guys like came up together. Yeah. So I know like y'all came up together, kind of yep. split it up, yep. build each other brands, yep. Yep. and then try to come back and be yeah. like the Avengers with the shit. And then mm -hmm. it's just like, damn, we got too busy. Right. Like, shit. Again. <laughs> so it was bittersweet. And mm -hmm. it's like, so it was like with me and Jay Hill, we stayed in the music industry. Like Jay Hill also went to DTLR, yep. and then he went to 93.9. And then, you know, I was with DTLR, and then I was with 92Q. So we kept our radio. We kept going, mm -hmm. but with TK, she had went to school, then she started working for the news station, so her avenue kind of switched. So for her, it was just like, damn, my squad is back. We're back to doing <laughs> yeah. radio, like this is it. But she was also <laughs> understanding that, okay, Jay Hill, this is a moment for you to now be selfish. If you want to go to Atlanta, go and do that and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Ray, you know, I know our love ain't going nowhere. If you feel like you want to step back and right. do that, go right. and do that. Right. So that's kind of like where we are. We understand that we're all in different seasons. And I told TK, like, don't stop doing radio just because we're not doing radio. Because you still got your own journey that you got to go and develop and go do. So at the end of the day, we all just support each other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's how it that's is. That's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. I was snipping on your page and I came across a post that you said there's a difference between influencing and being a mentor. Come on. So elaborate on that. <laughs> okay, so um, I think this is when I was speaking on, it's a difference between being a, it's the video that I did when I did my, um, let me go to the exact one. It's for when I was, I did my She's Game with Raven Paris segment, right? Mm. On the radio? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that a radio and <laughs> um, let me find it really quick. I think it's like down some. Yeah, I was like, I'm really Okay, yeah. Like right, right. So it's more so, it's a difference between being an influencer and being popular. Oh, that's what yeah. it is, right? Okay. Because I feel like a lot of times it's just like you have a lot of people that's popular, but they're not really influencing anything. They're not, they're not really making a change. They're not really trying to um, make a difference in anyone's life. They mm -hmm. just want to be known. Mm -hmm. 
okay, you want to be known, but what's the point of you being known? What, what What's okay. your legacy what's that you want to leave yeah. behind? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. what's the point of that? So I feel like a lot of times you're like, oh, I want to have a lot of followers. I want to do this. I want to be that. I want to have these chains. I want to do it. You just want to be popular, but you're not an influencer because you're not influencing and making no change. So that's really just the difference. And there's nothing wrong with either or. You just yeah. got to pick a side and you got to stick to it. Mm-hmm. Don't call yourself an influencer if you're not really influencing nothing. You're yeah. just popular. So that was kind of like what I just wanted to throw out there to so, get people to tap nah, into. I do agree with you. But like when I think about like a, a rapper, yeah. right? Now they're popular. They probably... They're influencers the, too. Right. So like like what makes you a... Like what solely makes you an influencer and not popular? I was... Okay, so a music artist, they're influencers because mm-hmm. they display their messages through their music. Right. Their brand too. Their yeah. lyrics yeah. is influencing you to do something. Do something, To yeah. be sad, to turn up, to have fun, to boss up, etc. You're influencing. A po- someone who's just popular, I would say, is more so a fashion over model or like a like a Ari. You get okay. what I'm saying? Like, Ari isn't really influencing nothing. She's been known because we know her baby daddy. We uh-huh. know the guys that she's dated. We know this turn up lights out. She get paid thousands of dollars to go to the clubs. Mm-hmm. But what is she really pushing you to do? Hmm. Be popular because you can get paid off of being popular. That's true. She's pushing the, yeah. She's, she's pushing she's the, the lifestyle. lifestyle. You yeah. get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. popular popularity is more so you're pushing like a lifestyle. I'm lit. I wake up and I can get this bread because I post something. People watch what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. People like being involved in people's lives who are like mm-hmm. her you had the popular students in school. You get what I'm right, saying? They seemed right, like they was fun. They was cool. But they wasn't really influenced or nothing. They was just popular. They was mm-hmm. known. People mm-hmm. want to be known because also you have people who aren't as popular, who aren't as known, who feel overshadowed, who feel overlooked. Mm-hmm. So that's something that they like idolize. Right. So right, that's right, kind of right. like, what's the difference? Um, I hope I explained that. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Right <laughs> on point. And another thing that you said... Um, I did my research, research. <laughs> you said doing what you want to do versus doing what you have to do. Yeah. And I was going to um, ask you, like, how does your parents um, kind of, like, play a part into your career? Because I know that's kind of where you got that quote from because mm-hmm. your parents was, like, they mad was that you it. got a whole degree in social, but you chose to do an internet radio show yep. instead of, like, going in to work for that. Like, yep. you declined mm-hmm. the job and all that. Yeah. Right? Sure did. So, like, just talk about that difference. Like, why... What is that? Like, what does it actually mean? Yeah, so I feel like a lot of times people project their fears onto you, right? And Mm -hmm. a lot of time it does stem from our households, Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. our parents, our grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, whoever honestly like raised you, right? Mm -hmm. So they had this idea of who you should be. You know, and a lot of it comes from them just trying to protect you. That's all that they do. And they just want you to have a good, secure future. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times that don't make you happy. Mm -hmm. It definitely wasn't going to make me happy. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's more so I have to do what I have to do to paint this picture for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not going to get it no other way. So it's like in those moments I went to school. Y'all wanted me to go to school for something. All right, cool. I'm going to go to school for social work. I chose that one. Social work allowed me to get to know myself. It was certain things that I didn't realize about myself mentally Mm. that I had to like, you know, process and explore. And then also Mm -hmm. it allowed me to get to know other people. Like when you're doing interviews and when you are meeting with people, you got to kind of know how to meet them halfway. You got to know how to deliver certain messages or ask certain questions Mm -hmm. just to not, you know, intimidate them, make them feel a certain type of way. So I feel like my social work program kind of like helped position me into like where I am now and then I'm also I'm a service to the people so Mm -hmm. 
I'm definitely a social worker, but just not the definition of social work, if that makes sense. No, so no, you're right on point. I chose that. And then more so, I knew I wanted to get into the entertainment industry. I wanted to go to school for communications. My mom said no. That field is too competitive. What you going to do when you graduate, et cetera? All right, cool. I chose this. So then as I'm in school, I started an internet radio show. So now mm -hmm. I'm doing what I want to do. Mm -hmm. So by me doing what I wanted to do, I started I built my table and then my table started opening up doors for myself and for others. Mm -hmm. So once I got to a space where I graduated, they offered me, like you said, a full-time position to be the family advocate. Family advocate, I had caseloads. I was helping the biological parents get their kids who are in the foster care systems. So it's wow. no, it's no like cutoff period. They can call you any times or hour. Like you gotta, you gotta do a lot. So mm -hmm. I declined that job because while I'm trying to build up my own dream, I can't have nobody hands in my, my lives in my hands. That's like, true. no. That's true. So I declined that, and my parents thought I was crazy. For one, you don't. It's not often that you graduate from college, you get offered a full time position with benefits and a salary. It don't really happen. So I declined <laughs> that. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> but I just felt like it was something bigger and better for me out there. And if you don't tap into your faith, I'm very spiritual. I'm a Jesus lover, and I feel like God just placed a bigger purpose over my life. So if that means I gotta have two, three jobs at a time. I did what I had to yeah. do. Mm. I was working at Sprint. I was working at Victoria's Secret. I was working out College Park. I was working at three four. And then on top of that, I was still build, building an internet radio show all at the same time. So I did what I have to do. Mm -hmm. So then once I got to a space where I was able to do what I wanted to, to do. do. And that was kind of like that process. And as I started getting to a space where they saw where my hard work was taking me, mm -hmm. they then understood why I had to do what I had to do. Mm -hmm. And so now I could do what I want to do. Mm. And now they're like my biggest supporters. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Yeah. So like that. So so, correct me if I'm wrong. That decision that you made for like not doing social work and working three jobs. Yeah. Did that have anything to do with a timing issue too? Like if you had time to do social and do an internet radio, would you have done it? No. Okay. Because I don't. I don't. That wasn't my desire to be mm. in an office and just have to deal with my caseload of customers every day. That's mm. not really me getting my voice out there to the right. masses. That's not really right, me right, right, influencing right. people. That's me being a service to some people. But I feel like it's a whole group of people that I'm meant to inspire and impact. And it's a mm. lot of people who are influenced by my journey, what I've been able to do. And that then inspires them to do what they want to do. I wouldn't have been able to do that being in the office. Right, 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 right. So it's more just a love nah, thing. Yeah, right? you got to love what you're doing. Oh, yeah. You got to be passionate about it. And I, I did that because I needed an internship in order to graduate. So it was a great experience for me, but mm -hmm. that wasn't for me. I mm -hmm. did it because I had to. Yeah, no, I was just in a meeting the other day because uh, I work with the youth and yeah. stuff like that. And uh, one of the ladies, you know, she stood up and was like, yo, if y'all don't want to be here if y'all not passionate about this job, just get out because this is a, a passion it's job. It's passion not a driven. Job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I had to realize, like, damn, that's a real big thing. Because you have people's lives in your hand. And yeah. if you don't love it by you showing up every day, people going to be able to tell. Yeah. Your attitude not going to be nice. You're not going to be doing the most that you can because you're going to be basically doing like 20, 30, 40%. I'm just mm -hmm. here to get paid. Yeah. I don't really care about nothing else. Right. And it'll show through your behavior. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. So um, let me ask you this question, because people used to ask me this question when I was younger. Oh, what you want to be when you when you grow up? Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. I used to always say an entrepreneur. Really? And my uncle used to laugh at me like, nigga, you don't even know what that is. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I and never desired. 
Huh? I never desired to be an entrepreneur. I feel like I didn't have representation around me either to even really know right. what that was. Well, this was probably when I was like 16 and I'm hearing like Rick Ross saying this song. Okay, stuff okay, like okay, okay. okay. It was just one of them words you just hear and it sound cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, I want to be honest. You think that's like a boss. I want to be a boss. You, yeah. <laughs> right, so can you just like break down what is an entrepreneur and the day-by-day process of them? Okay, so I would say an entrepreneur is someone who is able to it's, it's a lot that can go on entrepreneurship. Okay, so an entrepreneur is someone who has a business, right? Mm-hmm. And they have daily responsibilities in order to market their business, to um, make sure that you are assisting your clients and customers with this business. You have to finance this business. Mm. Um and you just have to make sure that you have a system in place so it's ran smooth. Mm-hmm. So you have systems, automation, systems. Like, you have to have, like, websites and stuff done. It's just like a whole – it's corporate but on, like, a, a smaller yeah, level, yeah. a personal yeah. level, yeah. basically, long story short. But even being an entrepreneur, you can still be a corporate worker. You can still be a free well, a freelancer because I would consider myself, like, a, a freelancer. So mm. – Freelance is more so someone like you have all these different skills. Like I know my main skills is social media. My main one of my main skills is communications. Another one of my skills is also like uh, marketing and branding. I know how to do like graphics, like all my graphics and stuff. Or you see on my page, I've done. Um, when it comes down to like resumes or EPKs, press press kits, etc. Like I know how to do all those. So I've turned all my skills into businesses into mm. a way that I can now cross market my skills with the John Hopkins, with the Facebook, with the anyone rides with, you know what I'm saying? Like I've taken my skills and I have brought wow. them with, you know, corporate, mm-hmm. corporate income salaries mm-hmm. to, you know, make the money that I need to make for my personal business. So I consider right. myself a freelancer, but it's all under entrepreneurship. So right. it's like entrepreneurship umbrella. And then like different people like fall under them, such as entrepreneurs or freelancers or creators. Even creators, they're considered entrepreneurs because, you know, they get to create, whether it's mm-hmm. YouTubers, like I'm able to get a YouTube check. It's a lot of people who just make money off, make videos off TikTok, creating. Yeah. So those are mm-hmm. all, those all fall under entrepreneurship. Facts. Yeah. Damn, I feel like I'm already in like the game changer yeah, class come already. On. Yeah, come on. it's like yeah. a free trial edition right and here. And there's so many people like Donye, Donye Taylor. Uh-huh. Um, she just had tweeted about that. Like, you know, um, for like the big businesses, she's like, how mm-hmm. do y'all feel about, you know, y'all workers who also have their own businesses? She's like, mm. because now that's kind of like the norm. That's like you had the Digital Footprint who was a marketing agency and then they also became the marketing agency. For, well, they became, um, what is their position? They work for Ethica. So they do all okay. like the the branding and the, their photo shoot stuff and the marketing. But they had their own business, the Digital Footprint, who now does that for Ethica, which is a bigger company. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of entrepreneurs who is have one foot out here and another foot in corporate. Just like, why not keep stacking and making money from different <laughs> avenues? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Damn. So you really probably don't have time to like do the regular Douglas shit no more. Like host What's events. regular de- Well, I actually just did my first event, y'all, yesterday. Um, it was the first time I did like a a in person event with around people since like post pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um 
it was cool. So I, I do it if the money makes sense. Mm-hmm. Or I right. do it if I'm passionate about what I'm doing. Like someone just asked me, hey, you still host events? I'm like, depending on what kind of event it is. Mm. Oh, I do these grown and sexy parties. They're like, no, I know parties is not my thing. Mm. It's it's hosts who does parties. You get what I'm yeah. saying? I'm just not one of them. If it's like a seminar, if it's a festival, if it's a concert, if it's a women empowerment event, you need a speaker. Like those are kind of events that I like. That that's what makes sense with my brand. I'm just not doing any and everything just to get a bag. Cause you've never really been like the the party person. Anymore, yeah, right? no. But actually, when I was in college. Raven Paris, I was able to, because I used to work at Dubai. So, Dubai, shout out to Tracy. Um, that was oh, one the of my. Club. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Dubai, yeah. you know, it used to be the old Velvet Rope. So, mm-hmm. I used to work there. So, I kind of got my name known by me working in the club. Mm-hmm. So, even then, it just was like, I was able to, like, and then Lux used to have events. So, I got cool with, like, Mo and Chucky. They were, like, all the promoters back then. So, it was like, okay. and Duda and them. So, it used to be thing with, like, my name going to flyer. I get to make some money or shout out to Zeno. So, I've done events. But I feel like this was before I became, like, the Raven Paris now that you know. So, right, it's right, like, right. I was just a, a college student who was turning up. And if I can make money to turn up, that's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah, doing. Yeah. So, okay. I'm not there no more. Right. So right. when you kind of like know better or more so like when your passion kind of like pivots, you pivot with it. Yeah. yeah. And it's okay. It's other people who that's their lane. Jay Hill, that's his lane. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and they're good at it. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at competing with music on the mic. You got to know your strengths mm-hmm. and your weaknesses. I'm, that's not me. Yeah. I mean, even, even for me, like I host parties now. Like it, it is kind of like a. A bit of a skill. You move you the crowd. Yeah, you you are to... that energy of yep. the crowd. Like yep. that ain't me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. You more can like talk, yes. talk to the crowd. I want you to hear my right. voice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that title. I'm in the mic. Yo, yeah. hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't me. Yeah, nah. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Off no, of the business expert, how is marriage life? Congrats to y'all. Thank you. You know? So my question is, <laughs> my question is, how is it being a a young black couple in this day and age? Um, <clears throat> I feel like it's it's not hard. Some people feel like you know I can't get in a relationship because it's going to slow the money up, or it's going. I feel like you have to be able to be with someone who understands your lifestyle mm-hmm. and who can complement your lifestyle. And who can also add into you. And once you find that, it don't feel like work. It kind of just works. Mm -hmm. I knew that I could not be with someone who just had a nine to five. Mm -hmm. That would not have worked. That would have been complicated for me. It would have been yin and yang. We would not have worked. I would have felt like I was putting in too much work for a relationship. So um, I'm blessed to have been able to find someone who's also a hustler. Like he's into real estate. So... He creates his own schedule. He's able to understand how, like, hustling goes. If I got to mm-hmm. do a meeting back-to-back-to-back or if I got to uh, go do a podcast in between us look for a house, if I got to go do that, yeah. it's like, it kind of yeah. just, like, flows. Yeah. But, so it, it, it works. But okay. I feel like, more importantly, like, when you find someone who you can also make a difference with, mm. That is when you also know that your union was, you know, put together by God because I feel like you're meant to be with someone who other people can be inspired by or can they can learn from your union or mm. y'all can represent something. And by us being young, I wouldn't say we're young, young, but I guess we are young. Um, and to be married yeah. and to both be, you know, black, it's definitely like certain 
you don't really see it too often. Yeah. At least healthy relationships and dynamics. It's always some type of shit. Mm-hmm. So you hear yeah. about the You got the gender shit roles, you got money, exactly. you got this, you got that. Or the cheating, yeah. or this, yeah. or mm-hmm. the baby mama drama. Mm-hmm. Or that. Like, it's yeah. just, we hear so much negative stuff about relationships. Right. So it's good to be able to be in something that is healthy that other people can also, like, inspire to be like, or prayfully change their ways to get something like that of their own. Mm. So it feels good. So how was it planning a wedding in the pandemic? Huh, annoying. <laughs> it was wow. so annoying. Wow. Because I feel like it was so many like restrictions. Like we could only have is it ninety or hundred people they told us? It was I know, ninety people. Y'all, y'all probably know. You, I can invite ninety people myself. myself. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Man. So it was ninety people we were allowed to invite to a wedding, and you know it's between the both of y'all, not just one, one of y'all. y'all mm. damn. So it was mm. that was a process. That's, tough. That's yeah. crazy. Picture that, right? And you really had to. Y'all really had to sit and pick. I know some people was like, "Man, I'm my cousin's getting married right now. It couldn't have a lot of people." Yeah. Like right now, I'm like, "Damn." Be like, "No." So I we had to do a virtual, right? Okay. See. <laughs> and then you have people who feel like that and it's just like yeah. no yeah. it's just due to like the circumstances yeah. of our condition that's kind of just how it is yeah. but also it worked out too because we didn't have to spend money for 200 people mm-hmm. because also like yeah. I feel like when y'all get married or if that's a party y'all plan whatever invite people who y'all Nobody know are going to also pour into y'all union because some people just want to be there to say they was at the wedding you know what's mm-hmm. crazy I went to a wedding over the summertime and the um, pastor actually said that don't be here if you're not going to be a part of their union period Make sure good. Right. Yeah. Yes. that is definitely it's true it's so important like some people just want to be there say they're there they don't bring gifts they don't bring nothing you just want to be there say you was there yeah. that's not yeah. the point of this you get what I'm saying come yeah. to shower that that couple and I feel like I didn't really understand that growing up either as I think because like I've been to weddings like when I was Definitely probably like 20, 21, 22. So mm-hmm. like since my mom was there, I knew she got a gift. But like now that I've experienced it, like once you're old enough, but you can even bring a $20 gift card yeah. or a card. Like bring something, something. Yeah. because yeah. weddings are not cheap. That's like baby yeah. showers. Yeah. Showers. Yeah. You showers. get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. don't show up to a special event and not pour into that person. Wait, time out, time out, time out. You mean to tell me that y'all had a limited list? Yeah. And thought about inviting this one in, in particular person. Yeah. Took the time yeah. out your, out your <laughs> everything. Y'all was handpicked. And they didn't bring a gift? Yeah, that happens. Oh, no. No way. It happens. I could see if it was any other time in life. Whatever. Yeah, a maybe, birthday, maybe, whatever. whatever. But a wedding, yeah. In a pandemic. In a like pandemic. Like, you was specially selected. Like, we fuck with you. <laughs> and it's how you, you do You made it on the list. Yeah, you made it on the list. We yeah. thought about you. Wow. That happens. But I let you even, in my section I and you ain't you. put up to the bottom. <laughs> like, right. what's going on? Like, yes. it's crazy. But that wow. happens, though, because mm-hmm. I've seen people talk about it. And, um... But like I said, not until you're in it. But also, like, as I was talking about it, like, in my stories and someone commented, like, Ray, am I really supposed to bring? She didn't come to mind, but she would just ask. Like, she's like I was never taught that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I'm just like, yeah. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's not taught to us. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We just want to come to celebrate you. But along with that celebration, we do need offering. Okay, when you go to church and they ask for offering, it is yeah. an offering that yeah. needs to be done because, you know, this is another chapter that you're that you're about to enter, whether it's um, marriage or whether it's motherhood, parenthood, mm. or whatever. Those are all new changes, and it requires money. Okay. You know, so. 
Yeah. Mm. It was interesting though, but it, everything ended up being so beautiful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it just happened so fast. Like <laughs> they say like your day will fly, but yeah. it flew. Flair. But it was it was great. That's he was nice. lit. That's nice. <laughs> He's quiet right now. Yeah. He's always <laughs> quiet publicly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. So, um, what's what's next? What's going on? What's, I mean, I know you can't talk about everything, but no. So, what's next is I'm actually in the process of um, launching some digital products because okay. by me now having these full time positions. I'm not going to be able to be so hands-on with all my clients. So mm -hmm. I'm in the process of just getting a lot of digital products created, such as like an online course. I'm about to mm -hmm. do a three-day live course um, for the overlooked to overpaid method. Okay. Because I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, they get overlooked, or at least they feel overlooked. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to master a method that has helped me go from making maybe like 2k a month to 5k a month to mm -hmm. 7k a month and I feel mm -hmm. like it's a strategy that I've been able to learn and I want to pass that on to some entrepreneurs so mm -hmm. um I have the overlook to overpaint method that uh, online course is coming out then I have like some other digital products and online books well ebooks and stuff that are coming out as well so I'm just going to put all that I know and all that I would do with my clients one-on-one -on -one into products so they you know, the thing it. I love about you is that I know it wasn't easy for you coming into this game. Mm -hmm. But, like, now that you're in a position to give, like, you give. Like, like here. Here go the game. You got to pay for it. Hello, here period. go the game. You know yes. what I'm saying? But, like, what, like, what makes, like, how you get like that? Like, what makes you like that? I believe in just being an example that you wanted to have. And like you mm -hmm. said, coming into this industry, no one taught me how to do radio. No one exactly. taught me how to brand and build. No one taught me how to do none of this. Mm -hmm. So I learned how to do it. I had to invest into marketing classes. Mm -hmm. I had to invest into other people to, you know, invest into my business. Mm -hmm. right. I had to pay three fifty a month for when I was doing my internet radio show or when I hit my mm -hmm. seminars or when I did my conferences, my concerts. I had to literally pay for these mm -hmm. things. So mm -hmm. it's like once you learn... You're supposed to pass that knowledge down. We're going to die one day, and right. we can't die with all this information and not do nothing to it. Like, right. you learn the game so you can pass it down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can add some tax, but you're not supposed I'm to say you're going to pay. Yeah. <laughs> you add some tax into uh -huh. it because this was, I had to invest into myself. Yeah, you had to invest. So, yeah, Period. Of course. But right. more so, you pass it down so you know that you did your part. So once you leave this world and God be like, what did you do for your people? Mm. You better know what I you gave me some guy. Hello, some guy. I did X Y Z. You get <laughs> what I'm a saying? Couple millionaires. Yeah, and I didn't just keep these millions for myself. I also helped produce other millionaires That's down what I'm there saying. as well. You made it. You're gonna make a couple Hello? millionaires. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hop on that because my problem right now is, and I work a nine to five. Yeah, so it's like it's kind of hard because my nine to five is really demanding. So it's like it's kind of hard to. Try to Balance. focus on yeah, focus on my business. So, mm -hmm. without giving too much game, what can you say about that? No, I feel like power of the tongue, right? So mm -hmm. if you saying that it's hard, you're unable to do it. You already psyching yourself out of doing it because you're already believing you're not able to do this. Mm. So in the midst of right now, it's like my Facebook schedule. That's eight hours. Mm -hmm. They're on the West Coast. So my last meeting. I'm technically scheduled from 10 to 6. But then I still have my John Hopkins schedule as well. That's five hours a day. Mm. And then on top of that, I still have my clients that I got scheduled. And then on top of that, I'm still the Maryland Lottery announcer. 
So I still have to be at WBAL to do my lottery shifts as well. Mm. So And you're still married. And I'm still married. So like, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you're you're going to have days where you're tired, yeah. but yeah. you still just got to do it. You, you got to do it mm. and you got to schedule it. Like, so it's like I have a calendar that I look at and I keep like you'll see meetings back to back to back. It keep me like organized. Mm-hmm. But the more organized you are, the more practical you can be with your timing to know that, OK, so I got to do this and this at this time. All right. Maybe I'll take an hour or two to now focus on my business to mm-hmm. do that. Even if you're just taking one or two hours a day to pour into your business, mm-hmm. whether you're investing into a online course, whether you're investing into a marketing class, whether you are watching YouTube to research something that can go into your business, that's still mm-hmm. adding to your business. So you have yeah. to schedule that within your, your time, time frame. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Can we just admit for some people that sacrificing just fucking hurts? It, and, it hurts. And, and it don't feel good. Some people just prefer not to they just do it. They prefer just to, yeah, be comfortable. Right. And, yeah. That's it. It's right. like because being comfortable feels easy, but nothing different happens in our comfort zone. Like, mm-hmm. we have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I had this conversation with my aunt because, you know, they're in, like, their 40s, so they believe in being comfortable. comfortable. I didn't yeah. work this hard to not be comfortable. And I understand that because once you in your 40s and you didn't work certain job and now you got your own house, you got your, your account looking this way, cool, you yeah. can be comfortable. Mm-hmm. But I'm not in that space yet while I'm, where I'm comfortable. Yeah. So I, to anyone who is trying to, you know, have four, five, six, seven, in different streams you want mm-hmm. your bank account to look a certain type of way so by the time you get this age you could be retired etc you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and that's just the season that I'm in right now so if I have to work from I started like we did the last like vacay we had was Miami for 4th of July 4th of July so then once we came back from that we just been working my next vacation is not going to be until Oh, I'm going to have like a, a two-day Friendsgiving in Denver mm-hmm. in November. So from July up until November, I'll be working every single day. Mm. And that's just okay. So it's like you have these grind seasons where you just got to work. But then when you, you want to turn up and vacate, you plan that part too. Because then for my birthday, I'm going to be away from the 5th to the 10th. Five, six days. Mm. So it's just you have your grind seasons and then you have your season where you get to turn up mm-hmm. and reap the rewards of your hard work. Mm-hmm. But it ain't as many days as... No, at least not right now. But once you get to a space where it's though, that's why you get your systems in place. That's why I'm getting my online course and stuff in place because that will be my passive income. So it was like you you, you start working to get systems in place. So whereas though, you can feel like every day is a vacation once you get to that space. You Mm. can work from anywhere. Because technically, I can work from anywhere. All my jobs are remote. Mm. That's why I honestly don't like going out nowhere. So even down to like, (laughs) I've become lazy because I can now make money in my house. Mm. So... That's you just supposed to work towards, you know, having a lifestyle that you desire to have. Mm. But you can't do that without sacrificing, whether that's sleep, whether that's money, whether that's time. Mm-hmm. Now, are we catching you in your prime? Like, is this Raven Paris right now in her prime? Or is she still coming up and developing things? And I think I'm going to always feel like an underdog. But mm-hmm. once you, once you, I guess once you reflect and look back like at how far you come, mm-hmm. um, I can definitely say like I'm not the Raven Paris that started out in the industry in 2015. Five. Like I am at a good space whereas though my account looked decent. Mm-hmm. 
um, I'm in a space where as though I am more aware of like my skill set or what I'm going to work for, what is just not going to cut it for me. Mm. So it's just like, I remember the days when I wasn't in that position, mm-hmm. though, whereas, though, I was doing a lot of free work. Like, legit, when I worked the Revolt Summit, I didn't get paid to work the Revolt Summit, but I did it for the experience. Yeah. So it's just like, I remember yeah. those days. So I'm no longer there, um, but I'm still in the very beginning of who I'm going to become. I feel like this is just the very beginning of this next phase of mm. my life. Wow. If and that we makes can't sense. wait to see it. Yeah, I can't yes, wait to sure, become for sure. it. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, listen, good luck with all your future endeavors. Um, we're going to get into our favorite segment of the day. It's when we make the guests say something nice about our show. Okay. And then you tell us uh, who you want to see on here next. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> wait. Um... So, okay, so I'm going to say the one thing that's nice about the show. Hey, okay. hey. <laughs> so I would say that um, I like that y'all both do research, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. And you familiarize yourself with your guests um, because... It's more so you make yourself more curious. Because, like, cause like mm-hmm. we post things on our social media, but, like, for you to really want to learn more about the thinking process behind mm-hmm. that post, it's a really good thing. And let um, me just share this. The one that actually fucking takes notes of literally every fucking guest is not here. That's Chico Brando. <laughs> he couldn't be here with us today. But he's the one that actually... So I just, you know what I mean, took it upon myself to like really, really step you know, up and yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah no, sure. that's that's a really good for thing. Sure. Um guests like to feel as though mm-hmm. y'all are doing y'all work. Mm-hmm, for so sure. that's that's really good, good. Plus intros. you got a hundred things going on. I had to like dip it. I know try like, to narrow. You know what I'm saying? We'd be here talking all day. So <laughs> But yeah, we appreciate nah, you for facts. that for sure. <laughs> no, I love that and I like that um Y'all are students. Because, mm-hmm. like, regardless, like, I'm still a student. Yeah. I literally just finished a three-day course this week um, that I invested into. So it's just, mm-hmm. like, I feel like regardless of whatever phase you're in in your life, you still have to always be a student and learn. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can tell y'all are very, y'all still students. So yeah, that's good. for sure. Y'all are still willing to, like, learn and perfect and oh, grow. So yeah. I love that. For sure. That's my Appreciate nice thing. That. Swinging it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now. Yeah, for real. <laughs> for the second part, I feel like I have to ask y'all, because I can't say exactly who I want to see, but more so who, like, what's the direction of, like, the the type of people y'all will want to see or talk to, and then maybe I can make a suggestion. We've been asked that before. Man, we interview... <laughs> Not anybody, but just like from just all different walks of life. Like, like what do those walks look like? Um, I think it's more black culture. Yeah, a lot of black black culture culture. shit. Like from artists to business owners Mm. to um, uh, uh, party promoters. Um, Damn, I mean, but it's all culture. Yeah, it's all around black culture. Okay, so I I would suggest um, Malika. Mm. Um, the boutique. She, mm-hmm. Okay, Malika's a hustler. She, she's she, um, she's, she's empowering. Inspiring, yeah. She's inspiring. Mm-hmm. She's a boss, and yeah. now she lives in Cali, but she still like pivots back and forth. She became like my big sister through social media, and I've only like met her once <laughs> in person. That's you lit. know, but mm-hmm. like 
certain people you can connect with and the mm-hmm. love is genuine. So when she called me like, yes, little uh-huh. sis, I see you doing this. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but no, she, she, she's a boss. You know what's crazy? Some people can't handle that though. No, what? it can be intimidating. Yeah, it can be very intimidating. Somebody like you, hey, the uppity, that inspiring, yeah. that whole situation. And it's not even about you, it's about them. Yeah. It's something within them. Yeah. Yeah. Because they woke up with negativity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Or they're hurt by something. It's like like hurt people hurt people. So it's deeper than that. It's just like it's something within you that they wish they could do, but they can't. Mm. And that, and it hurts them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Do you deal with that? I'm I mean, pretty I'm sure, sure I do. I'm sure. Yeah, but you don't I'm, even see it, though. I don't care. Right, right, right. It's just like, sure. but that is certain places. Like, I've never been to, like, a day party. I've never been to, like, none of those events. Because you just, honestly, you don't know who don't like you, yeah. who do like you. And I don't like the one-way-in, one-way-out kind of thing when it's all them people. Yeah. I don't got time. Right, You don't know. You don't know. When I was in high school, it was a lot of girls who ain't like me because they little raggedy boyfriends probably like me. <laughs> so it just was like, <laughs> like you know, like so that. I've always experienced that. But, yeah. like, now as you older, you honestly don't, don't know, know who mm-hmm. like or who don't. Yeah, nah, for real. Or who may feel like, oh, she didn't changed up, or oh, she thinks she better, or oh, she did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know. And, and you ain't gonna sit around worrying about that shit. Yeah, yeah, you. Like, yeah, yeah, think they know you. Yeah, that's like the scariest. You part don't of it, know me yeah. at all. Like, right. And like you say, it could be people, people who just see you from on social media, and they create this idea of who you are. And social and, media play a big part in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I do, but. Mm-hmm. But isn't that. I know we got to cut this short. No, you're fine. Isn't that um, the scary part about, like, because they say, like, yo, you, like, take advantage of your social media. Like, mm-hmm. show that you winning or, like, not show that you winning, but just give them, like, something to follow. Mm-hmm. But isn't that, like, the scary part that people will really think that mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. on some shit, like, and you know what I'm saying, and start hating on you. Yeah, you're talking about, like, letting people win, basically, yeah. by you, like, putting your stuff on the forefront and mm-hmm. letting them in. Right, right, right. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it it comes with even with like celebrities yeah. and stuff like that. Like yeah. picture this is their life every day, mm-hmm. and then you have news outlets and blogs that mm-hmm. their news is people' lives, real lives. Yeah, it it just come with it. So that's mm-hmm. why you gotta really like ask yourself: Is mm-hmm. this what you want? Right. Because right. once you get there, you do have to you know just be mindful of the power that you are holding mm-hmm. and that people the standard that people are holding you up to as well like Beyonce mm-hmm. and Jay-Z I think they do a very, very good, good job, job. Very good. with <laughs> their private life like crazy. you wouldn't even knew Jay cheated until you he get said what I'm saying crazy. yeah like, so and they like the most fucking yeah. popular people ever how do you keep that and you shit see so they have the like, money to now yeah. set those boundaries mm. it's a lot of um, NDAs non-disclosures it's a yeah. lot of that it's a lot, it's a lot of that I signed papers. Yeah, I'm signing papers. Like, or you will get sued. I mm-hmm. bet it is. Okay, yeah. so yeah. once you get to that space, money talks, you're able to, you know, protect yourself. Mm. Yeah. Sheesh. I'm not there yet. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> the rate you go, you going to get there, You're going to get there, yeah. Get there. For sure, for sure, for sure. But like I said, we appreciate you for coming through. This was a great vibe. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot. Yay. That's why I love this. You asked me about the podcast, yeah. and this is another thing. I like about it is the knowledge, mm-hmm. especially that when we get the ones that, that have you just been, gained yeah. through conversation. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but yeah, so one more time, we appreciate you for coming through. Is there any last things anybody want to say? Tony, you want to say something? You good? Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm no, I'm just here for support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just see it. <laughs> Thank yep. y'all so much for inviting me. Yeah. Um, y'all can definitely be sure to follow me at Raven underscore Paris on IG. Mm-hmm. Turn on those post notifications. Mm. I'm always dropping. Um, turn my eyes on new, now. Yeah, turn post it. <laughs> Yo, post notifications. I'm always just dropping different tips. Um, or tricks or you know mm-hmm. different resources that are helpful for entrepreneurs freelancers creators so sure. um, yeah definitely just make sure y'all check me out and I have those online courses coming out so definitely be on the lookout for this new website launch I got going on mm-hmm. and um, yeah that's pretty much it alright well we'll just be and here if y'all need a realtor Sunday. definitely make sure y'all holler at come on it's okay <laughs> It's free trouble up here, buddy. <laughs> you got it. Me at, uh, Resilience Tony Ari on Instagram. If you need a realtor. There we go. There we go. I'm going to rephrase that. There we go. Tony Resilience R-E uh-huh. on IG if you Black need a realtor. excellence at okay? its finest. I love it. I, I love it. This is for my wife. I'm not. Like, I, I, I'm just here. You know I, mean? I love it. I love it. All right, man. We out. It's Prime Time 10. Check out King Shay. And it's Raven Pears. <laughs> we out. Bye-bye.